This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. Today, we are featuring a case study of one of you, uh, another person who has read the book and has chosen to live the book, but this is a different approach. Uh, Oftentimes, if you've owned a business, you know that You've heard of the entrepreneurial roller coaster. You enjoy some really high highs, and unfortunately, you have to endure some low lows. Yet, those challenges are oftentimes where the growth is. It's out of that adversity that comes inspiration, that comes clarity in what you want out of your life, and oftentimes can come the motivation to achieve what you may not have believed possible before. Today's conversation with this woman is certainly one of those stories. So with that, let's get into our conversation with Whitney Baker. So take us back to when you were getting your MBA at Auburn. You know, I remember what it was like going through school and all I could think about was the job that I was going to get after. You had something that happened in your life that really took you in a different direction. Walk us through that. Yes. So I was at Auburn and all set to graduate in 2010 of December. And in the middle of that, I lost my father to a cancer that they never even figured out what it was. We lost him within a month. During that time, my my mother actually had breast cancer and she had gotten better. But right after, literally right after I graduated Auburn, I moved home and she ended up passing. The cancer came back, obviously, and she ended up passing away. So I kind of took the reins of taking care of my brother, who's 14 years younger than me. Think about that for a second. You have this vision for your life. In Whitney's case, she's getting her MBA. She's thinking about her prospects in in the job world and, and to lose a parent in the middle of that. And then to come home upon graduation and to lose your second parent, you unfortunately did not get to see her eyes the way that I did when she was talking, but you know she fights back tears even to this day. And of course, you'd be in the same place. But imagine all of a sudden being thrust into this situation where you have a younger brother who's 14 years younger than you and no parents to take care of them. What do you do? You had your prospects for what you imagined your life to be like, and all of a sudden, you were dealt a very different hand. Here's how our conversation continued. So Whitney, when you moved home, what did you think you were going to be spending your time doing before your mom passed away? It was just hard because I was trying to figure out what I should do because I'm from a very small town and we don't have any you know, MBA type jobs available, many anyways, I'm sure. So now I'm, it's a literally just a small pharmacy and she owned it. My grandfather owned it. My grandmother works there now and my aunt works there. And so I'm just helping them manage it with my business skills. But I also kind of like to do things for myself on the side. So that's kind of why I've started blogging. So you've got to imagine you've got this MBA. You probably imagine trying to leverage it in some way, but this all happens. And I'm hearing you say that you realized, all right, you got to step in. You got to help run the family business, which was probably not originally on your plans. You probably weren't imagining being a caretaker. Walk me through your mindset at that point in time. It was very 
overwhelming, but I just kind of just went through the flow, you know, what I needed to do, what I have to do. Um, he was in elementary school at the time. Now he's he's about to go into 11th grade. So he's driving now. So it's not as much responsibility, but it was just like, whoa, I am now a new parent. And I didn't realize this was all going to happen. So it's just a completely, I'm back in my hometown, just completely what I wasn't expecting after graduation. But I'm just trying to make the most of it. And luckily, I do have some help around here that they help me out with uh, anything I need. So now, we like we were talking about before we hit the record button, it, it seems like in so many stories of all these really successful people, there's always, and frankly, in every story, the hero's journey, there's always that challenge that the hero faces where they've been dealt a hand, they weren't expecting, there's real adversity. But out of that adversity comes something that's beautiful. What has that been for you? I've always been interested in technology and so I decided to start a blog a few years ago. I started a food blog, learned that you can actually make money from blogging, and I was just so intrigued. <laughs> so I tried to monetize that one a little bit, but then I, the niche is just too big. Um, so then I found this bullet journaling niche. I saw it online, and I was just so intrigued. It's where people just create their weeks. They just create spreads based on what they want to track. Instead of just a typical planner where it's set out for you, you create your own planner pretty much. And, and to give people a little more perspective, because I work ultimately creating a physical calendar journal of our own. We've been benchmarking all the ones out there. I, I looked at this bullet journal and I opened it up and I was like, there's nothing in here. What is yeah. this? But it's basically <laughs> a blank canvas. And what has been really interesting is there has been this micro niche of people like Whitney who have a creative mind and they have the opportunity to create their own spread, to create their own templates and formats for their journal. There's just a real creative ownership over it. And and we've seen... This is how we discovered Whitney. We saw her on Instagram, saw that she had done a spread around the one thing. And Jana went, oh, snap, what is this? Let's talk to her. <laughs> so, yes. so, so walk us through that. I mean, what what did this become for you? So since uh, I started back in July of 2016, and it started out just very simple, you know, I was offering free spreads so people could download them. But then I started getting really into the blogging and really into trying to get as much done as I could. So I started getting into the productivity part of it. So I started reading all these books, and that's how the one thing came up. And it's actually been one of my favorites, and I, I use the mindset all the time. Um, just because I try, I do work 40 hours a week, so I try and squeeze all other time into blogging and trying to build the website up. Um, and also coming up with different designs every week, trying to just get those out there. And when people use them, they let me know that they use them and uh, tag me in their pictures. And so it's just kind of gone crazy. And it's really, really fun to, to do all the designs and let everybody see them. So to recap, here Whitney is getting her MBA, loses her father in the middle of it, moves home, loses her mother, and realizes all of a sudden she's thrusted into the position of being a parent to her little brother who's 14 years younger than her. She realizes that whatever her vision was for her life was changed because now she had to step in to help run this family pharmacy. And out of trying to strike this new balance between running a business, being a parent, she discovers a passion a passion for blogging, a passion for journaling, this creative outlet. 
But imagine on top of that building this side business that includes building a website and taking a new, creating a new spread every single week to share with her fans and building an Instagram following of over 50,000 people. I mean, I'm just imagining how much she had to do in how little time. So I asked her, how did you find time to do it all? So I started reading the one thing and realizing that is what I need to do is just start having a different mindset. Each and every decision I make is based on what I need to do to better my business and to better the blog and reach for my someday goals eventually. And I've definitely utilized the time blocking strategy. I tend to try and get up at 5 a.m. when I'm working and working my blog at five before anybody's up in the house, you know, so I can get my main stuff done without any distractions. I do have 30 minutes at lunch where I sit and do do my blog work at the drugstore. Um, at home, sometimes I'll actually relax once I get home, you know, time block that in. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is, it sounds like you're pretty clear on the core activities that really matter most to you. Yes. And you're looking for time in the day that you can control and you're blocking it off to do that. Exactly. What was it like starting to do that? Because people, you know, they hear this idea, of course, identify your most important work. How hard could that be? Oh, wait, what's my most important work? Oh, time block time with yourself to do your most important work. How hard could that be? Wait a minute. My community and environment is set up to distract me. What, What was that like for you? Exactly. It's like I never realized like you have to set appointments with yourself to actually get things done and you have to turn your notifications off of your cell phone and turn your all your technology away and just focus just sit down and focus for one or two hours just to get what you have to get done done. Time out. Did you just say turn notifications off for 2 hours and you're a millennial? I have them turned off. <laughs> and it changed my life. <laughs> So interesting. Okay. It, it really is. It literally about two months ago, I decided I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to turn them all off. And uh, it's really, I, you know, I still look at my phone when I'm not working, but with not with it popping up all the time that I'm looking every single minute. <laughs> what's, what's been the biggest surprise for you living the principles of the one thing? It's just amazing how well, I've started thinking about, you know, what can I do when I have 10 minutes to do something? If I have 10 minutes of free time, am I going to, you know, search through my Facebook feed and see what my friends are doing? No, I'm going to do something to better the website. I have different spots, the website, little tiny things I can do for my phone, I can do for my tablet. I guess it comes back to the time blocking thing. But if I have certain little tasks that I can do and they all build up to the one big task, it is really just life-changing and I do feel more productive. <laughs> so this is interesting. You're, you're the second person I've talked to today that said something that struck this chord with me. And, and I'm realizing that I think when people start to live this, there is a shift on how they perceive their time. Whitney, at any point in time, did you ever feel like, oh, I've got 10 minutes to kill? <laughs> right. Right. And, and listen to the language around that. I've got 10 minutes to kill. Versus the, the mindset that I just heard is, I've got 10 minutes. How can I invest those 10 minutes in a way that would give me the greatest return? Yes, exactly. Did you experience that shift? 
Yes. And it's, it's insane because if I do certain things in my phone, you know, editing pictures and all this kind of thing, that'll take five or 10 minutes. And then once I come down and actually sit to do my hour long blog post or sit down and do two hours of writing, I'll have everything else pretty much done for me. Um, Cause I did it in those little chunks of time that I had available. And it's just really crazy. And it just feels, it's just not as stressful. It just makes it so much easier. Well, I want to pause and, and turn the focus to you, the listener. How many times a day do you have those little slivers of time? Whether they be two minutes before a meeting, whether it be 10 minutes or 15 minutes in between meetings or appointments. And in those moments, our, our, just with our, the way our society is set up, we're addicted to stimulus. You immediately feel like you have to be doing something, something to grab your attention. And you whip your phone out and you swipe down in your email. Or you go and you open up your email or you go on social media. You do that thing to get that immediate gratification. Yet you fast forward, that 15 minutes has gone by and you haven't really gotten anything done. What I'm hearing you say, Whitney, is no matter how big the time was, you realized you were clear on those core little activities that you could be doing. And even if it was just five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, knocking that lead domino down unleashes this domino effect in your life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it is awesome, really. <laughs> I, want to, I, want, I want to pause and I want you, the listener, just to reflect on that. Reflect on your day. Right now, today. How has your day gone today? If you were to look at those slivers of time, were you the person who killed that time or were you the person who chose to invest the time? If you were the first, if you were the person who was killing time, um, take yourself off the hook. You're like everyone else, so you're not alone. But what's the one thing you can do to begin to take steps towards switching from being in a kill mindset to an investment mindset? If you haven't noticed, the world is changing. You know, it wasn't too long ago, you know, five, 10 years ago, that working for yourself, being a business owner was kind of taboo and looked down upon. Today, however, one in three Americans are self employed. Uh, the trend is growing. By 2020, this group is expected to grow to over 40% of the US workforce. And millennials, my generation, we're 54 million strong. It's the largest generational slice of the workforce and more inclined toward self-employment. Here's why we share this with you. This episode is being sponsored by FreshBooks. It is a cloud accounting software that if your one thing is not accounting, this is a resource you may want to check out. They're offering listeners of the One Thing Podcast a free 30-day unrestricted trial. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash one. That's all spelled out, O-N-E, freshbooks.com slash one and enter the one thing in the how did you hear about us section. So go check that out if you think it's a fit. So I want to shift the focus back to what you're doing in the journaling space because it's really cool. And for everybody's listening, Jay and I got on the phone with Whitney and we spent a half hour with her just really like her showing us what she's building and she's so passionate about it. It's so cool. If you want to check out what she's doing, you can check out her Instagram handle at, at Life by Whitney. Right? Is that correct? Yes. Life by yes. Whitney. Yeah. And we'll link to that in the show notes below this. But Whitney, I imagine whatever your goals looked like graduating your MBA, what do they look like today? Where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing with your life? 
blogging, I've realized, is my passion. And that's why I just, I've learned that you can actually make money doing it. And you can, there's so much potential out there, especially if you offer or have a specific niche that you're, and I have, think I've found mine, <laughs> the productivity niche and the design, uh, creativity and journaling niche. And I just, I love it. I mean, it's what I want to continue with for as long as I can see. And, and walk people a little bit through that more. I mean, give them a more context into what exactly you're doing. So I design spreads that people can transfer into their own journals. So real quick, so that means that they've got a blank canvas, you design it, so they don't have to come up with the designs, and her designs are awesome. They can then take that design and transfer it into their into their version of the journal and use it. Yes, and they can customize them however they want. I leave spots for, you know, memories and headlines and notes and, and people can change it to whatever they want. They're very customizable. They are, they're numbered so they can easily transfer from my design easily into their own notebook. They range from easy to very complex and difficult spreads. And I also I have one every week and I also have a different one each and every month. So there's about 60 designs on the site so far and it's been a year um, and I'm just loving it. And people ask me where I come up with my designs, but it's just... It's just fun. <laughs> I'm just enjoying it right now. And, and this is kind of the reason I used the word micro niche before, because I know a lot of people have started to see the value in doing a daily journal, some type of writing on a daily basis. But yours is super unique because it's not just for like, for me, I'm the person who wants to have it done yesterday. Yet there's that, this other group of people that really wants that creative outlet. Yes. And that's, that's the, what you're doing serves those people. Why? Exactly. It's kind of a stress reliever. I've heard a lot of people say, I, I film all my spread drops hyperlapse. So it's about a 20 minute drawing into a one minute video. And so when people watch it, they're like, oh, this is just so relaxing. They're like, I love doing this. And they'll transfer their own spreads into their journal. And they just, it's, it's nice to sit down with a pen and paper instead of sitting down with digital technology and just planning out your week. Because I always set time to plan my entire week. And I try and plan about 30 minutes a day to make sure I'm staying on top of everything. And it's just nice for people to recognize that they they love doing the same kind of thing. So that's super cool. Well, where can we help you right now? Like what's what's a question you have for us so that we can bring value to you? So I'm just I'm just curious if y'all write things down or y'all do everything digitally. Oh uh, yeah. So <clears throat> Jay keeps uh, a paper calendar, which he learned from Gary. And he told... We were talking about this literally yesterday. He said it took him about a year to really see the value in... Everybody has that digital calendar, but to keep a paper calendar as well. I am totally the digital guy. Love digital everything. I want everything to be super fancy, techie. That's me. Uh, Yet... I've started to use some of those journals. And the act of putting that pen to paper whether it's writing down what I'm grateful for, writing down what my priorities are, has kind of been a meditative experience for me. It's something that I go in and out of. It's not something I'm actively doing at this point in time in my life, but I miss it. Because when I did do it with my wife, it was also an opportunity for us to connect. So I realized that was kind of a lead domino that ended up accomplishing a lot of things in our life. And I think that's why Jay and I looked at this year, and I know Gary has a real interest in this, is, is us creating that 
journal slash calendar around the one thing to give people that opportunity to finally put pen back to paper and leverage all the principles of the book in one place. Yes. See, I've always been the digital type too, but when I discover this journaling thing, it's just, it's been crazy just to actually write your things down that you have to get done that day or that week. It just holds you so much more accountable for yourself. Um, So I've just implemented my life literally just the past year. And it's, I still use, of course, my digital Google calendar and Trello, you know, for my task management, but actually physically using a pen and paper and writing my top three things I have to do that week, that day. It's really just helped me accomplish my goals in in a lot shorter amount of time. And it's, it's been very cool. That's awesome. Well, where where can people learn more about you, Whitney, so they can see your drawings and see if their spreads might be something they want to try try using? Yeah. Um, so if you go to lifebywhitney.com, I actually just redesigned the whole site and it's so awesome now. Lifebywhitney.com has all of my blog posts and my spreads. Um, you can download them there. I'm on YouTube at Life by Whitney and Instagram, which is my favorite, at Life by Whitney. Um, and also there's a Facebook page. It's Life by Whitney as well. So. There you go. You got them all. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, Jay and I were talking after we had our pre-call. You know, we really honor and respect the fact that you are doing everything that you are doing. You know, it takes a really strong person to have endured what you endured. And, you know, you're looking beyond yourself and, and serving the people that you care about. And, of course, we love to find somebody like you who's just such a good person who, in, the spi- in spite of all that adversity, something really great comes out of it. And you end up finding this passion. So thanks for all the value you're adding and keep in touch and let us know how we can support you. All right. Thank you so much, Jeff. (laughs) Well, there you have it. My conversation with Whitney Baker at Life by Whitney. Uh, When Jay and I had that initial conversation with her, we we hung up the call and Jay just said, you know, she's got such a great heart. This is somebody we really want to help because... Man, the, the, the hand she has been dealt is, is a tough one. And we know many of you have been placed in situations that are really challenging. We share this story with you because we want you to know that you're not alone. We want you to know that there's hope on the other side if you choose to seek it. If you choose to change the way that you look at things and look for that silver lining, you know, not every day is rainbows and sunshine. I, I love to think that it is. And usually I act that way, but it's it's stories like these that humble me, that make me grateful for, for what I do have. And I want to share that with you as well. So hopefully this has added value to you. My question to you as always is what can you do based on this episode to actually take action? What's the one thing you can do from this episode such that by doing it, would make everything else easier or unnecessary in your world. If this has added value to you, hopefully you will consider sharing this with someone who who needs to hear it. And as always, thank you to those of you who have subscribed to the podcast and get all future episodes downloaded to your device. Thank you to you if you have left us a rating and review on iTunes. It means the world to us. So we look forward to being with you in the next episode. And until then, go out there and take action. Take action.